Well, today I'd like to focus on our first reading, and I can sum up the message of this homily in a sort of a nutshell. And that is that we can thank God uh, and praise Him and be very joyful over the fact that He has not left us to our own devices when it comes to living out our spiritual and moral life. But He has given us sure guides, objective guides, by which we can navigate our way through the spiritual and the moral life. And these guides are three in number. Reason, human reason, uh, but more than, more importantly than that, uh, the Bible and the church. So that's my message. I could probably sit down right now and probably some of you would want me to, to do that, but I'm, I'm not going to. Okay, so let's see if we can go a little deeper here into this. If we look in our first reading... King Solomon, he's, he's got a, uh, the burden of state is resting on his shoulders. He, he knows that he needs wisdom to govern the people of God, and he needs to find out God's will for the people so that he can lead them rightly. Um, but he's very acutely aware that he's not, he doesn't know how to get a hold of God's will because God is so transcendent, he's so high, he's in heaven. Also, I think if we go in context here, the book of Wisdom, chapter 9, Solomon is uh, about to build the temple. And so he's not just concerned with governing the people's lives uh, and putting forth you know, um, uh, uh, guides and means for them to live their life on earth, but he's interested in leading them to heaven. He's interested in establishing proper worship in the temple so that the people of God can come into a relationship with our Father who is in heaven. And so he says, uh, who can know God's counsel? Who can conceive what the Lord intends? Uh, it's so uh, so high, so lofty, so above us. And uh, to sort of add insult to injury, uh, we've got this situation going on here between our body and our souls. He says, the corruptible body burdens the soul, and the earth and shelter weighs down the mind that has many concerns. So uh, what is being spoken about here really is the effects of what we call original sin. Because of original sin, the lower powers of our soul are oftentimes at odds with our conscience and with our reason, and uh, this situation makes it difficult for us to discern and to do God's will. So we've got a number of obstacles that we're facing here. We've got God who's very lofty and far away, and then we've got our own weakness. And so what's the solution to the problem? Well, we look on our last line. He says, whoever knew your counsel, except you had given wisdom, God had given wisdom, and sent your Holy Spirit from on high. And thus were the paths of those on earth made straight. So God in his mercy has sent the Holy Spirit to earth to inspire the prophets. And the prophets are the authors of the Bible. And uh, and he's also... Uh, through the same Holy Spirit, given wisdom to his church. And so that's kind of, again, sort of the main idea here. I came across uh, recently some information. Now, if there's anybody who's a pilot out there, if anybody who flies, you can correct me afterwards if I get some of this information wrong. But I found some information that I found uh, very uh, appropriate as a metaphor for all what I'm saying here. And it has to do with the history of aviation, the history of airplanes. In the early days of aviation, uh, the goal was to develop technology so that the plane could actually go as high as the clouds. That was the goal at first. They wanted to get really high up in the air. 
And uh, the problem was that when they achieved that level of technology, they faced a whole new problem, and that is this. When the pilots flew into the clouds, they find uh, they found themselves totally disoriented, and it was a very dangerous situation flying through the clouds. Uh, why is that? Well, it's a little science here. It's very interesting. In our ears, in the in the inner recesses of our ears, we have these little tiny organs filled with liquid that help us keep our sense of balance and orientation and direction. And also there's a whole system of nerves in our bones and our skin and our muscles that help us do the same thing. Now, we as the human beings were, were created really to be walking on the earth. And so those systems of balance and orientation work really well when we're moving at slow speeds on the surface of the earth. But we weren't made to fly, okay? <laughs> so when we fly at really fast speeds in like three-dimensional direction in the air, these systems become discombobulated and disoriented, and they actually play tricks on us. Um, now, normally, the pilot's vision corrects for the false information that his inner senses are giving his brain. And so as long as he can see the horizon and there's good visibility, he's okay. But if he goes into the clouds, he loses his vision and that correction, that override is gone and all he's left with is his inner senses and his inner senses play all sorts of tricks on him. So he might uh, feel that he's turning, uh, that, he's, that he's diving when he's really going up. He might feel that he's actually, in some extreme cases, he might even sense that he's tumbling backwards when he's going totally straight. So this is a very dangerous situation, and new technology was developed immediately to try to correct this issue, and that is an instrument panel. And so they developed all of these instruments that would uh, be placed right in front of the, the vision of the pilot. They would tell the pilot when his wings were... Um, level with the ground, when his nose was level with the ground, when he was turning too fast, where his alt altitude was, so forth and so on. And so pilots had to learn to, when they flew through the clouds, to completely ignore what their own inner senses were telling them. Completely ignore them and look just at their instruments. So they had to fly by their instruments. And so this is a good metaphor, I think, for us as we navigate our way through the spiritual and the moral life, as we seek to fly, as it were, through the clouds into heaven, we find ourselves uh, very disoriented because we're out of our natural environment, okay? We're creatures of earth. We got to get to heaven. How do we do that? We're out of our natural environment. What's more, we've got the effects of original sin. And so we see here in this passage again, uh, Solomon says that the corruptible body burdens the soul the earth and shelter weighs down the mind that has many concerns. And this is really, again, speaking about the effects of original sin that have introduced into the human person, into our heart, a kind of a, an imbalance and a disequilibrium, such that our senses and our imagination and our emotions and passions are not reliable guides as to what's right and wrong and how we should live our lives and how we should chart our way, navigate our way, to eternal life with the Lord in heaven forever. Um, and so we got to look at our instruments, our instrument panel. These are our objective guides that are going to lead us rightly. What's our first instrument? Our first instrument is human reason. Uh, I think in today's contemporary age, we are unduly skeptical of 
reason when it comes to the moral life. Okay, when, not when it comes to studying the, the natural world, of course, the sciences. We have a great respect for that. But when it comes to the moral life, we're unduly skeptical when it comes to the use of reason. Oftentimes, uh, we base our moral life, when I say we, I mean, you know, contemporary culture in general, we base our moral life uh, on what we want as opposed to what we truly need, as opposed to uh, what is truly good for us as human beings. Again, using these objective standards by which to decide what's right and wrong, what's morality. Well, our second, so that's our first flight instrument. Our second flight instrument is the Bible. Um, the Bible is the Word of God, and uh, reason is very limited compared to the revelation of God that we find in sacred scripture. Reason certainly can, uh, can sort of clear away any kind of doubts concerning the trustworthiness of the Bible. Reason can do that. Uh, but it's, as far as giving us detailed information about how to live our lives, it's limited. And so we can turn to the Bible and we can find out all sorts of information about how to live our lives, our moral lives, and how to seek the Lord. Most especially because the Bible is the revealed Word of God. We have these transcendent truths that so far surpass human reason, and they're revealed to us, like the Blessed Trinity and the Incarnation and Grace, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are things reason can't find out, but they're revealed to us in the Bible, and uh, they are the things by which we live our lives. And then, uh, finally, though, we've got that third instrument on our instrument panel, and that is the Church itself, the Holy Catholic Church. And uh, this is important to, to understand because the Bible itself, it is the revealed word of God, but because it's the word of God, it's mysterious. And it's still mysterious even after it's revealed. Um, it's easy to misinterpret. There are lots of deep, profound mysteries in it, and we can kind of go astray if we only had the Bible as our instrument. And so it would make sense that God would give an authoritative interpreter of the Bible. And that's what he, in fact, has done in the Catholic Church. For 2,000 years, the Church has faced countless controversies and trials and it has given official teaching. In, a, in fact, in 21 ecumenical councils, the Church has laid down uh, sure uh, guides and interpretations of the authentic uh, teaching of Jesus Christ. Again, going back to our scripture text, Solomon says the corruptible body weighs down the soul and it burdens the mind. But the church is the incorruptible body of Jesus Christ. And its soul is the Holy Spirit. And its mind is that of Christ. What a beautiful thing it is to be a baptized member of the body of Christ, to participate in the mystical body of Christ. We, as St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, we have the mind of Christ as long as we are in communion with his mystical body. And so, my brothers and sisters, uh, this is the message here in a nutshell. Thank the Lord that he has not left us to our own uh, kind of emotions and, uh, you know, opinions and uh, feelings when it comes to uh, the moral and the spiritual life. These things can misguide us, but we have sure norms to guide us, especially in Scripture and especially in the Church. Uh, with these 
flight instruments, we can surely uh, achieve our heavenly destination.